0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate for your time zone. Hello, I'm Andy Anotko of the Chicago Sun-Times, welcoming you to another episode of The Material Podcast. With the show, as always, is our charming debonair co-host, Russell Ivanovich.
1: Russell. Charming. I like it. I've been upgraded to charming. Still a (laughs) co-host as well, which which is good to know, Andy. Thank you. Exactly. So it's not not one of them like uh,
0: ceremonial things where your microphone is like encased in Lucite and you can't, it's only for display purposes. That's that's actually a functioning microphone on both of our ends here.
1: (laughs) I hope so. Sometimes I wonder if it's a placebo and I talk into this thing and then a podcast gets made that I was never on. I won't know because I didn't listen. See, now you got me worried because if that's, see, if if it's only the two of us, because we don't have a third
0: uh, co-host this week. So if, we're using a double-blind study. One of these two microphones is actually not plugged in and recording. What is the placebo? What is the control? And which one is which? Ooh,
1: there would have to be one of those tests I reckon you conduct. You know how there's there's those old uh, you know puzzles, Andy. You know one of the one one that you got two people. One is a liar. The other one always tells the truth. What three questions do you ask to get through the door or whatever? There has to be something we can do to figure this out.
0: Hmm. Well, unfortunately, we've already given the game away because I'm usually the one who cannot be counted on to tell the truth, either because <laughs> I've just I'm just duplicitous by nature, or I just don't know what I'm talking about. So, oh well, it's, you know, you it's, know, it's it's okay to turn to the back of the page. Um, now, uh, we have some follow ups on uh, the, uh, the the Samsung Galaxy S8. Uh, with the fingerprint reader, a lot of a lot of our listeners had some experiences to share. I, I still do not have my S8 for demo, so <sighs> I'm I'm the one who knows nothing. Can, can, I, I'm not I'm not having the joy of breaking in a brand new and untested and unfully debugged piece of hardware. Oh, have, have I shown um, you? Like you.
1: I shown you how shiny and and beautiful it is, and how amazing it is to hold? And like, oh, sorry, I, I've got carried I'll, away. I'll get, I'll get
0: ones from the second batch where they figure out. Oh. So that solder trace was supposed to
1: go to that path. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why it gets really hot? It's unexplainable. No, so uh, I waxed long and lyrical, and I, I love the essay, Andy. Uh, most of it, anyway. Um, I did have a few negatives, and one of them was the location of the fingerprint reader. And a few people wrote in: "This is this is inevitable whenever you know we talk glowingly about something, and also when we talk negatively about something, to tell us that um, for one, when you put a case on the essay, apparently it's a lot easier to find the fingerprint reader, which which makes sense because." at the moment on the back, two the camera bump and the fingerprint bump are almost identical, like apart from physical dimensions, like they have the same sort of outer bump around them. It's really hard to tell which one's which when, you know, you're trying to do it blind, I guess. Um, apparently putting a case on that, you know, resolves a lot of those issues, which I imagine is probably true. Um, some people also wrote in to say that they're fine, that, you know, after a week or whatever, they've adapted to the fingerprint reader. I haven't. I don't know if, if I'm slow or they're just, you know, crazy rabid fans that, that, you know, they spent $1,000 or something and they want it to be good. It could be either of those things, but your mileage may vary. Like I I still, after two weeks, I'm not used to where this fingerprint reader is. I still have to flip the phone over and physically, you know, put my finger on the back while staring at it. Some people apparently don't. Maybe they have different hands to me. I don't know. Yeah, there are more rumors about, about how... Uh, they really
0: thought that they could. The, Samsung really thought they were going to be able to get the fingerprint reader somewhere on the front. And when it looked like that's absolutely totally not going to happen, that is, you're in Samsung fantasy land and they had to figure out where to put it. And the, the the second level rumor is that they also thought they'd be putting in a second lens. So they said, let's just dust off the tooling that we made for that second lens version of the back that we're not going to use and simply slap the fingerprint reader where that second lens was going to go. So I don't know if that's true or not,
1: but it's good to, it's good to be mean-spirited about companies that make a lot more money than I do. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. The other one is, I don't know if you saw, Andy, um, I don't remember if it was this week or last, but some... Uh, some enterprising YouTuber took um, a whole bunch of chemicals to the back of his S8 and actually managed to get the entire finish off. So now he has a clear S8. Oh, The interesting thing about that is you can actually see where all the internal components are and where the fingerprint reader potentially should be, in my opinion, is a huge chunk of battery and a whole bunch of other stuff that doesn't look very movable. So I can understand if it was a last-minute thing that they're like, can't put it there. But like you said, we've already got tooling for this second lens and there's some room up there at the top. So I imagine Mm. engineering-wise it is way easier to put it up there than anywhere sort of in the middle.
0: Yeah, I'm never impressed when people say, you know, these people, they just don't get it. said... actually they <laughs> probably wanted to put it in a much better location but then they really couldn't because it's 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 like every time every time uh like in my uh, the, the house i grew up in my dad and i was like we're always like doing fixes and like putting in new cabinets and stuff and every time I'm like oh man why is it, why did they put the why did they decide to put the the the, the down spot for the dishwasher here or why why did they put a wall here and then at some point we needed oh they had to put it there because that's where the big pipe that you can't do anything with goes uh you we might have some relief though Uh, Samsung had its uh, earnings call uh, uh, recently and, of course, they're talking all about how we haven't seen anything ignite recently. So our stock price should be going up and up and up. Uh, They didn't actually – we all know that there's going to be an S8 note at some point in the future, even if they don't call it a note. Uh, So they kind of confirmed it by saying here's the uh, uh, – Quote from the earnings call. There's a spokesperson uh, talking to shareholders, so this is stuff that they can't, they could can be sued about if they don't, if it's not true. Uh, co- competition is expected to intensify with newly launched smartphones uh, in the market. The company will aim to improve performance year over year by maximizing sales of the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus and successfully launching a new flagship smartphone in the second half. Uh, and usually the notes come in like August or sup- uh, September. So, I think so. Th- so, that would be consistent with okay, yes, there's going to be a note, uh, and it's if you if you think about the problems that or the things that people are having a problem with with the uh, S8 you would imagine that they will have enough room in the S8 for that second camera you will think they'll have enough room to put the fingerprint sensor still in the back but wherever they want to put it or they'll have enough bezel that this well you know what let's just let's just let's just call this a wash and put the fingerprint sensor right in the front where people are expecting it to be in the first place
1: yeah, I'd definitely be expecting it to move there for the the Note Eight or whatever the Note Eight ends up being called. The other thing, Andy, I find this really odd. I never thought I'd be saying this, but I think I actually missed the stylus that came with the Note Seven. Like that was a really nice you know handset. Apart from the whole on flambé you know French problem that they had, um, it it was it was kind of nice just to be able to jot notes onto the the direct front of the phone and just have those for later. Like I didn't I didn't realize I'd miss that until I had to give the phone back, and I. I kind of, you know, I look at my essay every now and again and I expect to be finding a stylus, you know, on the bottom right of the, the phone and it's just not there. And I do wonder, you know, could the Note 8 be, you know, the culmination of Samsung design for all these years, you know, the big phone with the stylus with all the extra features that come with the stylus? It, It could be the one true phone from Samsung, Andy.
0: Especially, I don't know if they're going to go for the same like infinity display on the Note. If they decide that we're going to keep the footprint of the Note 7, but now just like with the S8, all of that footprint is going to be workable screen. Holy cats, that could be (laughs) really interesting. And and, and I'm with you. The times that I had a Note 7 or excuse me, a Note 6 and a Note 5 uh, to to play with where the previous Notes were. Yeah, it's like I'm. Um, my experience with Android phones and iPhones means that I don't by default grab for a stylus. But the times where like I'd be jotting down freehand notes and realize oh, I wish I had this. A- oh, wait, I do have a stylus. And unlike with my iPad where it's it's this it's I love the Apple Pencil. But I have to, A, remember that I wanted to use it today and put it in my laptop bag. And also, I have to have a case for it because you can't just throw it in a bag because there's really no cap for it or anything like that. The idea of having it, no, it deploys inside the device itself, so it's always there. Yeah, that's a pretty nice feature. So I'm I'm pretty tempted, particularly if they can figure out a way to improve the camera hardware uh even further than they did were able to do just with better uh, image processing uh, it's it, uh, i think they're also pretty pleased that they've got another few months <laughs> to, let's get a few months beyond <laughs> the, the news headlines before we even consider causing it uh, ca-
1: calling it the, the, the note anymore well this is the interesting thing isn't it andy so this phone has been out for roughly two weeks as far as i know none of them have caught fire and if any of them have caught fire it's not because of the the battery or anything like that um that's good news from Samsung, I guess. I know that's an odd thing to say, but that, that is good news that your <laughs> flagship phone is is doing well. Um, I did get that software update that we talked about last week to do with the, the colour correction. I, I didn't bother. My screen looks great, so I didn't bother digging into that. But that came through. Um, so I'd say they're, they're kicking a lot of goals like with this one. And yeah. so it would be really interesting to see when they go back to – the Note brand, whether they can pull that off again. And I personally think they can. I think Samsung has the the marketing budget and the cloud and the sort of, you know, they're just such a massive company that they can do it. And I, I will say I had one nervous moment though. I was on a plane flight um, back to Adelaide yesterday and I had my, uh, my, Note, uh, my S8, sorry, not my Note 8, and I was listening to some podcasts um, and I flipped the phone over to the back and I saw the Samsung logo and they in Australia at least they don't do that Galaxy Note 7 announcement anymore you know that's over but I did feel this twinge of nervousness that what if someone <laughs> sees my Samsung logo and they're like oh, here's the exploding phone so I flipped it quickly flipped it back around to the other side I don't know I just had that flashback to you know back when they used to make an announcement on every single flight and I'd be like oh no yeah, it's,
0: it's especially on a plane where you know that you know things can go really bad for me really quickly <laughs> for very little reason. On the on a plane, it's 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 like maritime law where I am the captain. I can I can beat you and have you thrown off this plane for any reason. Um, are you having any problems with the? Uh, this is something I didn't know about because I didn't have enough time. I really I wasn't thinking about that during the demo period. But um, because they made the application button uh, all virtual now, there's no the home button is now virtual there's some some people are complaining of screen burn-in because they will do like a virtual version of that button that stays on all the time samsung says that they've uh, had they of course they thought about this and so that's why you can't really see it happening but the button moves a few pixels every now and then to make sure that it doesn't burn in any specific set of pixels um i think they they've responded by i think it was a might have been the South Korean branch of not 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 corporate, not the intergalactic headquarters, but here is the country's version of it, saying that no, there is there is no problem with uh, <laughs> you, you. You are misinformed if you think this is a problem with your phone. We are not hearing any any mass complaints about it, and so therefore,
1: as some Yugoslavian uh, <laughs> Yugoslavian <laughs> branch of Samsung, but is it no problem. Is, uh no, I have not have definitely haven't had that problem, and. I do notice in obviously in some apps that are full screen it, it disappears. In some apps it goes white, which is up to the app, I guess. So for example, I'm looking at Chrome, the bar behind it is black, then I go to the phone dialer and the bar behind it is is white. I suppose that would make a difference as well. But no, I haven't had any problems with any sort of burning with the screen. It's so far it's an amazing screen. Like I've got no problems with it.
0: Okay. Well, well we'll put I'll put that aside. I'll I'll have to find other reasons to be jealous of you for having an S8 and I don't um I want one one last thing before we go to commercial though. This is, I'm, <laughs> I made a big big mistake in like August of last year, last summer. Uh, <laughs> Confession time uh, with Andy. Yeah, I know, I know. It's 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 my own fault because I have a friend who is uh, who's a, a Broadway actor. And he was cast in the latest revival of Cats on Broadway, like a big, big, big revival. Uh, doing, doing really, really great. He is amazing. He's one of the leads. And so I thought I'm going to go see Cats because I want to see my friend Chris uh, as 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 Gus and as Bust Office, Bust Officer Jones. He has he's got the uh, double role. And like uh, great, so I'll just uh, oh where's where do I get tickets to. Cats like in advance. I want to pick a, a certain a certain night. So I Googled for cats and okay, there's the okay, there's a night. Great, I'll pick that and I'll whatever. And for some reason, Google Ads thinks that I've been thinking of nothing else for the past seven, eight, nine, ten months but going to see cats. And I have not pulled the trigger yet. But if they continue to bombard <laughs> me with ads, it's like the 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 classic commercial for it that used to run all the time when it's in its first run was cats. It's now and forever. I'm starting to get that feeling. I just I want to I want a way to tell it. Look, please. Any other ad like that? That that those terrible animated ads for toenail fungus remedies. Even that will be better than this because I just don't (laughs) want to see it anymore, and Uh, it's frustrating because. I, I I'm looking into this and there are actually – some ad, some Google ads actually have little controls inside them that let you give feedback on the ad, not saying, I hate ads, ads stink. But yeah, please don't show me this ad anymore. And it'll say, oh, well, why do you not want to see this anymore? And it includes this is offensive to me or I'm totally uninterested or I actually have already compl- – I've already pulled the trigger on this thing that I was searching – and, of course, Google Ads doesn't want to show you ads that you are that are annoying you that you don't want to see. But it's never <laughs> – there's, I, I, there's never that button on this ad for some reason. There's always a little – there's a little uh, ad choices button. It will it'll explain to you like what the ad methodology is. But it's like, please just don't show me any more ads for cats anymore,
1: please. Oh, Andy, I've had this problem so many times. Last year, I researched buying a fridge literally for two hours. I went out and bought the fridge, physically went and obviously picked up a fridge. And for I reckon easily three months later, it was nothing but fridge ads. I'm like, I don't need another fridge, Google. One fridge is enough. You know, I'm not a multimillionaire just yet. Just one fridge. No serial killer. Oh, that's right. I've got <laughs> I've got nothing that I need to store in cold storage for a long periods of time. And if I did, I'd probably get a freezer. But oh, and there was no there was no way to tell Google. Oh, you know, I've bought this thing and people go on and on about how creepy Google is and how much information that Google is. I'm like, they obviously either they can't connect the dots or they don't have as much information as we think they do because they literally can't figure out that I bought something. I have exactly the same problem right now, Andy. Two weeks ago, um, I bought one of those Intel little box things. They're called Nux. You, you can basically you put your own hard drive in there, you put your own RAM in there, and now you have a Windows box like, oh, or right, a Linux see, box sorry, or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to install on there. And I finally gave up on Apple making a new Mac Mini. I'm like, you know what, Apple, I give yeah. up. My, mine's from 10, 2010. It's dying. I'm, I'm just going to try out this Intel box and see how it goes. And I, I bought it, like I researched it, I bought it. And two weeks later, still getting ads for Intel boxes from all these different sort of websites. I'm like, I've bought it, I don't want to see this anymore. It's, and it's, it's weird because normally you ignore ads, right? They just scroll past you, like whatever ads. But I feel like ads for things I've already bought are actually like physically grating on me. It's like, ah, oh, not again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the lack of control. It's the fact that if they're if an ad has no effect on you, then you really, you actually do ignore it and you don't remember it. But I see, and unfortunately, like now I've met some of the performers who are in those and it's an animation of like, like one of the rumple tweezer or whatever, doing a pirouette. And I'm like, oh my God, you're, you were such a nice person in person. I don't like the fact that this ad is making me just like my blood pressure changes when I see you. I just don't want that. To, oh my God. Yeah. it's like that, that, that's one of the reasons I, I always have a, a copy of uh of the of the tor browser uh installed and I it's one of the it's always there on all my devices because if I ever like I was uh, I'm I still don't have a car. Now I'm sort of in the mode where, OK, maybe I should start thinking about the time in the near future where maybe I will want to finally get a car, even though the bicycle thing has been working out uh, really, really great. But every time I do a search like that, it's like I'm firing up the Tor browser. I do not want some database somewhere. He's looking for a car. He's looking for a car. Quick. Used car lots. No car lots auto finance shady auto finance places please bombard them with ads like oh no i was i just thought a new toyota might be a little bit cool in 2018 or 2019 (laughs) please leave
1: me alone Uh, my my thought is just imagine when these ads you know wally style come to billboards and like um face recognition type stuff and you're walking through i don't know some physical space in the world maybe in a park someplace like that and they're like hey andy have you bought that cat's ticket yet we have the cat's ticket what about the car andy here's some cars
0: Oh, like like the like uh, the ads and minority report in the near yeah. future where it's not only not only that, but it'll say, Hey Andy! Oh and oh, is there someone behind me? No, it's an ad that tricked me into looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not anti soap. I shower at least several times a month. I use soap, I wash my dishes. I don't want to own any soap ever in retribution for that kind of tactic. <laughs> it's coming, Andy, it's coming. We hate I hate all ads. We should wipe out all ads everywhere. All Nothing ads. should have any advertising of any kind.
1: I agree. I think that the future of advertising Andy is ads where you don't actually realize you're being marketed to. Like for example, I was reading the script the other day that there was this episode brought to you by Linode and Linode gives you fast powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds Andy. They have easy-to-understand tools that let you choose your resources in Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And Linux plans start at just $5 a month for a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in the Linux cloud. Um, And you might be thinking, what are some of the things I get? Well, you get native SSD storage, you get Intel E5 processors, you get a 40-gigabit network, so all the stuff you'd expect in a data center. Nine different data centers to choose from spread around the world Um, give you the ability to serve your customers quickly Uh, they have an API that allows you to automate tasks and you know plug into and if you're a developer you know all about that stuff you know APIs are cool super simple scaling you just click a few buttons and you've got bigger servers smaller servers more servers it's all there it's all uh, manageable via the command line as well if that's your preference Um, and their pricing tiers sorry feature hourly billing so um, there's there's just a monthly cap on all plans. So let's say you're on a twenty dollar plan and halfway through that month you're like, oh, you know what? Don't need the server, you can shut it down, and you'll only have paid ten dollars. That's that's really cool. They also have backups and no balances that you can look into. So if this sounds like your kind of thing, you can now get a server for one gigabyte of RAM for just five dollars a month, and they go all the way up to sixteen gig of RAM for sixty dollars a month, and their new two gigabyte plan includes thirty gigabytes of storage or for just ten dollars a month. So as a listener of the show, if you sign up at Linode.com slash material and l-i-n-o-d-e dot com slash material you will not only be supporting us but you'll get twenty dollars towards your first Linode plan and a seven day money back guarantee so literally nothing to use i lose sorry um if you're already at checkout you're like oh i must must you know sign up right now material 2017 is the promo code that you can use and we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and Real FM. and andy i don't know just seamless advertising that that seems to be the way to go
0: yeah, I'd like to see it work in the future, but um, again, I'm just glad that we're not beholden to advertisers. Because that'd be you know, the worst. If if we had ads, there would be wonderful services, people that we like to work with, you know, and and people that would like, you know, ads, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, well, speaking of loyalty, there's a interesting interesting news uh, yesterday of. David Foster, which uh, uh, Google hired as their vice president of hardware product development, quite a coup because he was this, the the counterpart for that position at Amazon. He used to run Amazon Lab 126. That's the lab that created, <laughs> created the Kindle, created uh, Echo, created all the hardware that Amazon is now, oh my God, actually recognized as an innovative hardware company but now he's gone after only 6 months on the job uh, he reported directly to Rick Ostalo. Uh we've talked about him before he used to be Motorola's uh, head of uh, head of phones head of hardware and in a, it's weird because uh, in a, Google is not like experimenting with hardware. They're sort of betting a lot of their future on saying we're also a really great hardware brand. They just had a really great launch of the Pixel. They've had a really great launch of Google Home. Uh, I don't think that Foster was around long enough to have been a driving force between either of those. But they certainly worked very, very well. Uh, and – he's not known as sort of a job hopper. He used to work at before Amazon. He worked at Microsoft and Apple and worked there for many years. Uh, So it's not like he's, he just he gets, he keeps stealing office supplies until he gets caught and he's asked to resign. And then he moves on to the next sucker who has uh, given him a good deal on, on, on gel pens or something like that. Um, Gizmodo, uh, was quoting. A, I talked to an analyst. Uh, uh, someone named uh, Jan Dawson of Jackson Research said it wasn't a good fit, or he, it wasn't what he was expecting. Uh, according to Dawson, a departure only six months into Foster's tenure likely had little to do with the hardware he was developing at Google. Uh, continuing the quote, "There is no obvious reason why he'd want to abandon ship," as Dawson told Gizmodo. The hardware Google's released thus far has been quote well reviewed. So yeah, that's that's what I thought too. That it must be it's just either some sort of mismatch of personalities or I don't like the culture of Google without necessarily saying anything bad about Google. It's just that you, you you get you still you still wake up and you get out of bed and think that oh god I gotta go to that place again you'll <laughs> you, I, I get I get nervous about that even when like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up the, wake up this morning I'm going to fly 3,000 miles to give a one hour long talk somewhere for which I will be well paid and people will probably say nice things to me before and after and they will probably take me out to dinner I'm still oh man I just don't I wouldn't it be so much simpler if I didn't have to go today <laughs> So so clearly
1: he had a few weeks to burn that off. So that's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, you're always looking for, you know, the smoke to to try and find the fire in these sort of stories because typically, you know, when someone that senior turns up to a company, you've got a a good month of like introduction to people of, you know, embedding yourself into the organization, meeting all the people that you're going to be working with and, and for and kind of figuring out, you know, the philosophies and the cultures of the team. And then, you know, only five months after that sort of introductory period, to leave generally means... Yeah, something went wrong. Either maybe you had a conflict with someone, so someone kept stealing your spot in the car park and you're like, oh, I've had enough of this. If one more person steals my special car park spot, you know, I'm out of here. Or potentially, you know, with his boss or some of his coworkers, there was there was potentially, you know, in a lot of these projects, there's sometimes two ways to go and you'll you'll be a champion of this way and someone else will be a champion of that way. Um, you see this a lot with Apple as well. You know, they had two, two sort of different versions of the iPhone and all these other sort of things. And then when one of them gets chosen, it's often the team that's, I don't want to call it the losing side, but the team that, that didn't get picked, often some of those people will give up and leave because you know that was their vision and their dream. I don't think that's the case here though. I mean he was only there yeah. six months. It seems like either a personality clash or he realised that this just wasn't the company for him. And I think the other telling thing is he at the moment isn't talking about where he's going next. So the other, the other way this normally happens is that some other company comes in and says, hey, I've got this deal you absolutely cannot refuse. You know, Come and work for us. It's going to be amazing. I don't see any signs of that sort of here either. I have to I have to bet that there's some sort of exclusivity where they're
0: I'm sure he didn't come in on as a monthly weekly hire there was a contract <laughs> that's okay we'll let you out of your contract so long as you don't take competing jobs for, until the furthest yeah, of the year or whatever. But there, a, another another thing that often happens is that um it could it could be big fish entering a much larger pond that he ever imagined existed situation where Uh, I'm not, I'm not speaking anything about, uh, about him, but, uh, it's it can be hard when like if you were like uh, Russell if you were hired by Google or Apple to be you're you're the new chief of, of the podcast app where you're going to be you're you're here to do everything to do the, the head of the podcast app we love Pocket Casts. we don't we wish that the our podcast app were half as good as yours you're in great and you would join the company thinking that this is going to be great I, I get a much better audience for our for my code and for our, for our workers we get to really influence the world because we want people to have the best tools possible and I've always I've always had the long hit list of things i want to change uh, about the podcast app and then you get there and you're in meetings in which you say okay well obviously first of all we're going to i'm going to change to a half screen controller and then 18 people are saying well no you can't do that because we need your controller to look like the itunes controller yes but the itunes controller sucks yes well even so okay well can i can you have stuff that automatically download on a schedule uh we can do that But we really want to put some of your team on the Apple Watch team because we really... And after a few months, you realize that, okay, I am an employee of Apple. I get to do podcasts only under the limits that they want to put me. And I thought I would be the head of a small thing. And I'm actually a small part of a really huge thing. And I've got money and I don't have to do this.
1: So I'm going to go away. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. And from what I know of the inside of those two cultures, you know, Amazon and Google... um, I don't know a lot, but I, I do know that the Google seems to be sort of slightly more rigid in the, in the hardware department. Like they have a lot more structure than Amazon does. Amazon seems to sort of spin off these little, you know, small projects and just let them run, like off on their own until they eventually come back with, you know, something interesting like the Echo or the, you know, the Kindle or, or whatever sort of comes out of those things. So I, I think running something on like that would potentially be... Uh, you'd have a lot more freedom potentially than you would at Google. And uh, the other side of it that I'm not sure about is, I don't know if you remember, Andy, over the last, you know, sort of few months we've covered a lot of Google hardware stories, you know, the acquisition of Nest, the people leaving, people coming in, you know, people potentially crying in toilets and that kind of thing. Like <laughs> it seems to me, I know I know it's not one sort of coherent division but, but there does seem to be a lot of sort of upheaval in the, the Google sort of hardware space. I guess that's the, if, if
0: you're visiting campus, you're considering like taking a job at one of these places. If there's an eyewash station, like in every hallway and you know that, but they don't, these, we only make code here. They don't do hazardous chemicals like, oh, okay. They're just trying to make, they're trying to get the redness and the soreness out of people. No, I wasn't crying. I just was using the eyewash station because I think I got
1: some cleaning cup. Well, there's, 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 upside down pictures of former managers with like darts embedded into them like, this is interesting. It's an unusual yeah. place to work yeah it's 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 it's
0: goofy i know a lot of people who've who've gone to apple and stayed there for 20 years and a lot of people who've gone to apple and left as quickly as as quickly as they were sure that their home would eventually be paid off and their kids would go to college saying okay i think we're done here uh for a lot of those reasons um they did uh, in that in that uh gizmodo had a different another uh, article that kind of caught my eye as I was reading that, uh, entitled "Let's Talk About Google's Crazy Year in Hardware." And uh, I'm afraid I didn't write uh, write down the author's name, uh, but he decided he or she decided to go through. Here is all the stuff that Google released last year and giving their own take on it. I thought the, I thought it'd be kind of cool for us to go through this and just give our own quick takes because now that. They're not brand new anymore. And for a lot of these things, we own them and we've been using them for a long time. Uh, And we can sort of see what we think about it. Uh, First on the list is the Google Pixel phone. Uh, What do you think about it now?
1: Uh, I still think it's a great phone. You know, I've seen some sort of op ed pieces from people that are like, oh, you shouldn't buy one now. And maybe you shouldn't, considering how close the Pixel 2 is. But I think they nailed so much of it. Like, if if you're going to take away points, it would have to be for um, supply they still haven't managed to sort out supply issues to this day, especially in the US, so I'd take off a point for that. Um, and potentially the the kind of overall hardware as well, the The internals are amazing, but I still personally think it's a, it's a little bit clunky and, and ugly on the outside. But all of those things, like, you know, aside, I think Google for their absolute, their their first, like, this is our phone, we're going to put the Google logo on the back, we're going to put all our software in, we're going to put all our engineering sort of teams behind this. I think they did a pretty good job. Mm. I don't know what you think, Andy.
0: I, th- I thought it was a good good first effort, uh, particularly as we learn more of the backstory that this is not necessarily the first version that they would have wanted to make, uh, given that their first manufacturer that they thought was a lock dropped out and they had to go with someone who do, obviously did a great job, but maybe it's not necessarily every, all the ideas they really wanted to put into the version one. Um, I... It's uh, I've I've now had a chance to use it for a while. I don't still don't have one because they just don't have any. <laughs> and so I, and I'm, when it comes to buying hardware, it's like I will do it as uh, I've got a couple of things that I just said. Yeah, okay. This I'd much rather buy this and then have to be able to keep it for three or four months and try it out. I, got, I just got my new AirPods, which Ooh. by which by the way uh, uh, work great with Android. Yeah, They're I've been using them with my the, SI. Yeah, I I was surprised. I thought they'd be at least average, but uh, even for uh, earbuds with no cord between them, they stay connected to my Nexus 5X in my jeans pocket better than my $100 Bluetooth headphones I had before then. So I'm pretty happy with it. Um, but yeah, I thought, I, I, it's like, okay, well I can, now I can wait. I, I, if I'm gonna b- spend $800 for this thing, I'm gonna wait and buy the version two of it. Because uh, I think that that's gonna be really, really cool. Um, that, you almost wanna call another product. I know we're not talking about hardware, but uh, Google, when they were talking about the Pixel, made it sound as though Google assistant was going to be the revolutionary. It was going to be like the rounded button of, <laughs> of the future where, um, I gotta say that I'm, I'm disappointed by it because it just hasn't, li- I, I can see the brilliance in it. Uh, now that I've got it on the five X, I can see where it's really, really helpful,
1: but I was expecting it to do more. Yeah, I'm exactly the same, Andy. I, when they showed it off at um, Google I.O. last year, it just looked so amazing. You know, this thing was going to help you plan your day. It was going to, you know, to help you with everything and just be a really intelligent virtual assistant, you know, that's there all the time behind one button. And I just haven't found that to be the case. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with it at I.O. this year, whether they're going to expand the functionality, expand the intelligence or whether it's going to stay the same or not because – I don't find myself using it a lot. You know, I use it a lot in the early days just to play around with it. Every now and again, I accidentally launch it. and I'm like, oh, this thing. And I'll ask it really simple stuff. Like I've got, you know, 270 freedom dollars. What's that in Australian dollars? And, you know, things like that. But these are not very complicated tasks. And I just, I don't know. I haven't found it that useful. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of disappointed. The first time that I held down the uh, the home button and didn't get Google Now, because I'm kind of, I, I, I love how Google Now works with the camera. I love how it used to work with the camera. I, actually, I should test it out sometime. I don't know if it works with the shutter button. The, the idea, I was routinely, if there's something in the real world that I don't really understand, I would hold the camera up to it in a live view, then activate Google Now, and it would say, oh, well, there's a flag. Okay, that's the Singaporean flag. Oh, why do they have Singaporean flags outside a Mexican restaurant? I thought it was going, okay, that's fine. Uh, just uh, last, actually late last night or the night before, I was doing a lot more research into, I, I had to read a lot of French newspapers. We're talking about my my. Research project uh, last week, the week before, and so doing. I just want to at least take a look at the headlines, and so without thinking, I would take out my phone, hold it up to the screen because it's not really worth my doing a cut and paste and a translate. I just want to l- l- show me a version of this newspaper front page in which I can actually read the headlines. That's all I really, really want. Um, so I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed that suddenly this does not do that anymore. That I will get me up like I'm doing, doing it right now, and I'm holding down the home button, and of course I get black screen hi how can i help what's on my screen well i don't know what's that type i tap what's on my screen and now it's actually uh, continuing to, as I'm continuing to talk in podcasts, it's turning that into a big, 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 long command that I'm giving it. Although I will have to say that even though I'm making no attempt whatsoever to dumb down the way I talk, it's actually keeping up with me word for word for word. So that's a good thing. But not, when I, <laughs> the point that I'm trying now. to make, not coming back. I, I'm actually trying, it's, it's, it's down to a battle of wills almost. I want to see, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking as long as you can keep listening uh, of, of, of an idea that I'm sure our listeners are. Are only too familiar with, but yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping for the sort of thing where I will never want to launch an app anymore. I will never want to even uh, not not just for launching apps, but I will never want to actually. I will have to just I, I I'll just want to tell assistant. Whatever the latest episode of Material Podcast is, play it or whatever the one that was three, three weeks ago. And we'll dig down into Pocket Cast and grab it and say, OK, here you go. Here's the title. Here's what's going on. So, yeah, I think they oversold
1: it. It's clearly something that has to grow a bit. Uh, that, that's yeah. understandable. But yeah, I was really expecting more. I mean, even the so – I don't know if you remember the, the use case. One of the use cases they gave at Google Eye last year was – um, you're in a group chat with a whole bunch of people. I know this is an aloe example, but they're like, Oh, you want to go to a restaurant? So you, you, you go backwards and forwards and and I've tried that feature. It's not very good, even in the US. Like I'd I wouldn't use it to book a restaurant and sort of look up reviews. Even to this day, it's just easier to go to Google Maps, look at what's around you, go, hey, what about this place? And people are like, Yeah, okay, that place. And and then you ring them up on the phone, or if they <clears throat> sorry, if they use like open table or something like that, you might use that. But it just doesn't seem very smooth to to do it through the assistant.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'll I'll have to tell the story again because it's still funny as hell. Where I was using the one of my first weeks that I had the assistant, I was we're, I was in the Greenwich Village with some friends. We wanted to find just an American place, not too expensive that we'll have tables available. So, oh, great! I got Google Assistant, and it was working the way I wanted to. I like the way that Assistant. I don't have to, uh, f- I don't have to like pause for three seconds to format oh, Shlomo. I would like to set an appointment for 4 p.m. on Thursday. You know where I figure. Oh wait, did I? Was I supposed to say the name first? I can just say, oh well, great. I'll set an appointment for you. What what time should that be? And so it was great, great. Uh, so uh, great. Uh, how, how many people would you like? Uh, would you like for the table? Uh, and I, I think there was actually a button or something. Yeah, a table for three. And then for no reason, the next thing was like search result. Great, if it, it showed me places where I could buy tables, like furniture stores nearby in Greenwich Village. And I'm like. Okay, I think I want to flag this for to, sh- to send to somebody to say, perhaps you need to fix this a little bit. Um, so uh, Russ, do you have a uh, Google Wi Fi?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, Philip here has one as well. So we have some experience with it. Yeah, you, you digging it? Um, I am. I really am. Like the probably the only knock against it that I can personally think of is I personally think they should have built a router. Sorry, not a router, a modem into it as well, because you still have to plug it into your, you know, ADSL or broadband modem or cable or whatever you use, which is not the easiest thing in the world. But apart from that, like I've had no issues with it. Like the coverage is amazing. Um the the mesh network seems to work really well. I haven't had any slowdowns. Um I don't know if I told you this, Andy, about three weeks ago we actually got In Australia, we had this huge infrastructure project, the National Broadband Network that has taken all sorts of left and right turns as sort of, you know, politics and everything else. But I finally got it hooked up to my house and I finally have, you know, quote unquote fast internet and the Google Wi-Fi has let's swallow that up like amazingly well, like no issues at all. Because I know with Wi-Fi you have theoretical speeds and you have actual speeds, and when you test the two, there's often a massive difference. But, yeah, I've had no issues with it at all. It's been great. It's been zero management. It's been sort of keeping itself up to date. The app is is pretty good, and they've been slowly sort of adding, you know, things that I wanted in there over time. So, yeah, I'd give that two
0: thumbs up. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um, I, uh, actually, this week sometime I have to take it down uh, because I'm now checking out uh, the Eero uh, which was they got out of the box before uh, Google Wi-Fi, of course, but it's also, it's another three-pack uh, mesh network, and I've, I'm not just I haven't been disappointed by Google Wi-Fi. Only it's kind of wishing that it did more than just be kind of as good a mesh network as I could have gotten if I had bought a mesh network made by another company um I, I'll actually to be honest one of the reasons why I bought that I bought uh, Google Wi-fi instead of uh getting this the e the Eero is a is a loner I'll have to send it I'll send it, send it back I bought the Google Wi-fi because I figured that I'd be I'm really keen to see what kind of features they upgrade the they upgrade the firmware for uh but really the the bottom line though is anybody who if if I wouldn't even say that once you need to replace your Wi-fi base station I'm saying that if you have one that's three years old or better don't even think about it just get get on nesh if you if you have any apple base station (laughs) chuck it it's just because it it just i love the way that just immediately solves the problem i've had in this house for uh, for close to 10 years which is there are places where i'm gonna have to change the topology of the network to get wi-fi in this one room where it doesn't quite reach whereas you just drop these three little pods not even terribly carefully and suddenly you've got far, you've got five bars everywhere. Yeah, that's that's. So I'm, I'm that, pretty
1: happy. That's the reason I mentioned Philip as well. So he's we're co-founders with exactly the same shares, but he has a much bigger house than I do for some reason. So, one of the reasons I mentioned Philip Andy is you know, we're shareholders in the same company, we have exactly the same shares, you know, we're co-founders, somehow his house is way bigger than mine. I'm going to I'm going to need to look into this, but <laughs> He's kind of out in the garage sort of doing his work out there and he had the problem that I think he had the Airport Extreme from Apple or maybe like some German-made router. And it would cover his entire house in Wi-Fi, no issues at all, like the you know every single room. But then you go out to the garage, and you'd kind of have to lean against the door to maybe get one buyer. And he tried all sorts of extenders and things like that you can buy, and nothing was sort of working. And we we bought the Google Wi-Fi at the same time. He just deployed three of those in his house, and no more problems at all. So it it definitely works yeah. as a mesh network. Yeah,
0: especially for places in the house where you wouldn't necessarily you haven't. There, one of the weak spots in the house used to be kind of like the end of my driveway between the front door and the car and you'd think that that's oh well okay well, i'm not i'm certainly not going to remap my network because those that 10 yards is uh, get bad reception but the number of times where i'm going out for a walk and that's when i realize that oh i need to refresh the podcast in pocket Cast or i'm in my car and i need to like download map data it's like the time number of times i've had to like take the key out of the ignition get out of the car (laughs) unlock the door to my house step into the living room just so that i can get that it's gonna be a two-hour drive i need audible books or i need to get download map data it's like that the fact that now that, oh, well, just by nature, there is more Wi-Fi everywhere. Um, speaking of home, um, I, I, got, I have Google Home. That's another one that I bought rather than getting a loaner because I figured I'm going to have to be in that for the long haul. And I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of features they keep adding month after month. I'm I'm surprised though. I think that the best test I gave it was to not take down the Amazon Echo that I already had in my bedroom. That I've got I've got my home uh, on the nightstand, uh, kind of like three or four feet away from uh, from the Echo, and I find that I'm still talking to the Echo rather than addressing things to Google Home. And I that uh, I and when I made a more aggressive campaign this year, uh, okay, from now on, any time I wanna replace a bulb, it's not gonna be an LED, it's going to be a smart LED, because I want now as many bulbs, as many parts of my house that I actually use is going to be uh, controllable by voice and controllable by software. And I was really, really eager to get it all working with the Amazon tool. I wasn't necessarily in a rush to get it working with Google Home. And even now, I've really, I, I say every night I say goodnight to, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying the proper names. I don't want to activate people's <laughs> devices, but I'm like, I'm like, Alyosha, turn off the bedroom lights. Okay. Alyosha, wake me up at 7.30. 30. Okay. Like, <laughs> thank you, Alyosha. You know, I love you, Alyosha. I I don't love. I don't have the capacity for love. Andy, you really shouldn't be saying those things.
1: You will eventually. Just give it enough time. Um. Yeah, I have a similar experience. I also have the Alyosha system and the Google Home. And you know, the Google Home shipped after the Amazon Echo. And for me, the the voice recognition is just not as good. Like the, the Echo seems to pick you up from further away. It seems to pick you up more consistently. I don't know if their trigger word is just yeah. a better trigger word, or the microphones are better. You know, have seven versus two or whatever. But I just haven't found the Google Home as good, and that's a little bit disappointing for something that shipped is it a good year after the Echo, possibly even more. Like yeah. you, you think you've seen the competitive product, you've seen what they're up to. It's it's your job to actually outdo that and show like better things. It still to this day, I believe, can't set can't make things like calendar appointments. Um, it can't do reminders, you know, even so long after yeah. shipping. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I thought, this is Google, you know, it's the first version, whatever, they give it a few months and they'll start ramping up on the features. And to me, they haven't really added much to it. You know, They've integrated with a few extra, um, you know, home automation type systems, but I haven't, haven't seen a lot happen with it. And this is another one of those things that I hope they keep going with, you know, Google I O this year and have more and more for because I haven't seen a lot happen to it. That's that's the deal, isn't it? Uh, even
0: uh, th- these, th- it's one of the most beautiful platforms for software. These voice-activated home assistants, because you don't you're you're not aware of any new software arriving. You're not aware of there's this new user interface. I have to navigate all at some at some point though. You read or or are told that oh, try this. Try saying. Alyosha, what's, what can I cook for dinner tonight? And because you've been doing your shopping through Amazon and also knows you've got barcodes or whatever, it says, uh, oh, uh, how about you can cook this? And here's the recipe. I'll send it to that screen over there. When uh, it starts working so that you can really have a conversation and just say, Am I, uh, am I busy? Another typical thing I had to schedule a, a business trip to New York uh sometime in june coordinating two people's schedules and all i knew was that any week except for this it would be what what week is uh, wwdc and i think i thought i knew oh it's confirmed okay it's the first it's the is the first week great uh what's, do i have anything am i busy the any thursday or friday not during wwdc nope you have no appointments great schedule an appointment for the third thursday Great. What should that appointment be? Because my brain, I don't think about (laughs) going to go into into a keyboard, say, what are the dates of the Thursdays of the month of, you know, it's so there's there's, there's, the fact that it doesn't work great or excuse me, it's not the magical experience you might be hoping for out of the box means that a year from now, it could be great. I, I. I still I, I kind of doubled my love for uh, Amazon Aliosha because uh, after I started hooking up light bulbs, because now it really is walking walking from the kitchen up to my bedroom with a cup of tea and say Aliosha, turn off the lights in the kitchen, <laughs> turn on the lights in the bedroom, and isn't that nice? <laughs>
1: That's lovely. Uh, yeah, I like the little okay that you get after yeah. it as well. Like I find that very <laughs> pleasant. Um, I I think the one thing they got right with this was the price, and hopefully, I, I think it's a good good. You know, fairly cheap price to get something like that. I think it's 129 in the US. Is that right? Oh, I'm uh, i am I going up the Australian bit, price? I think it's a little bit more. I think it's like $160, $150. dollars okay. i look... It's, it's sort, of, sort of somewhere in that region but I think that that is the right sort of price for a home automation system and I think potentially down the track what they might want to um, figure out is, you know, Amazon has those dot things I believe they're called, the, the way cheaper mm-hmm. little thing that kind of sits there as a satellite to your main system. I feel like that's a really cool thing as well because sometimes I'm in the bedroom or in the office and I, I'm physically I'm not close enough to the home to talk to it I'm like, oh, it would be nice if there was still some way to, to get to it.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, we were both wrong, but you were less wrong than I was in the sense that you probably weren't wrong at all. Uh, the price is hundred normally $129, but this week, Ooh. and we're recording on May 2nd, it's actually $15 off. You can get it for uh, $114. Let's, let's click on Terms apply to see if they're doing <laughs> originally $129, now $114 each. Offer valid starting April 30th from 12 a.m. Pacific and available while supplies last so, it looks like there's no necessary deadline as soon as they figure out that we really wanted to s- I've got a twenty dollar bar bet with my friend that we can sell a <laughs> thousand by. So yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a great price. The technology is of no use to anybody if it's not affordable. Yeah. So I would love to see stuff like that. Yeah, uh, a couple more things that are kind of less necessarily directly useful. Uh, the Chromecast Ultra, that was the 4K version of the Chromecast. Okay, that's nice. It's still the dongle that you plug into the TV that you never think about, except when you need to Chromecast
1: something, and it's 4K.
0: Okay. Yeah, I,
1: nice. I have this thing in the office and I love it. it. Even if you don't have a 4K TV, it's way faster than the regular Chromecast. So it's all the amazing stuff you expect with the Chromecast even faster. And I think, to me, that's a great product. I've never, I w- always look at the Chromecast and I'm like, I love this little dongle thing. Like there's, there's so much flexibility in actually having it embedded in an app, pushing one button, boom, you know, it's, it's on your screen. I have, I have nothing but good th- things to say about the Chromecast. And the Chromecast Ultra is, to me, the best version of you know, the Chromecast available.
0: I'm still not into the, uh, I don't know why it's it's never uh, either with AirPlay or with Chromecast. I've just never gotten to the mode of here I am sitting in my living room and I've got a a phone in my hand. And suddenly I want to, the YouTube video that I've decided to watch on my phone screen instead of on the. Forty-eight inch TV that was eight feet in front of me. <laughs> I think I'll just cast it to the to the TV. It's always like if I'm near a place where I would be have a Chromecast attached, I would probably sit down and pick up the remote and use YouTube on that. Before it's it's weird. I actually my the weirdest thing the the way that I use uh, the cast feature, so to speak, is whatever device I'm on, like I'm, I'll am i be on like my iPad and I'm reading while I'm watching TV or whatever. And I come across like just a link to a great video and I will, on the iPad, I'll open up in the iPad, in the YouTube app in the iPad, start it playing for a few seconds and then just close it so it'll be go it'll go into my history so that every single uh apple tv and my uh and my nvidia I'll, I'll, I'll be there waiting for me when i go so if there were if i would love to see just a maybe there is i haven't seen it just in the standard youtube player just a click button saying just put this in my to-do list for later on um i think you can favorite, but favorites I'm seem to sure you can pl- build a playlist i'm sure i'm almost 95 percent certain you can do that I think I used to add things to favorites until I discovered that for at least for that playlist, it was adding stuff to the end of the playlist when I needed to be at the front because Um. maybe I don't get to it right away. And now for the new stuff that's still fresh on my mind, now I have to get there after 30 (laughs) video icons, including something that I now I have no idea why I favorited this, why I put this on to watch later. It's but it's it's there's a good use case for it. It's just not there for me yet. Um, I think I, I, I suppose you could say the same for Daydream View, which is their VR thing that, uh, that I think it's a great idea. I love the way they're implementing it, saying let's just make a super, super comfortable cradle for uh, uh, for the phone. Let's have a really simple handheld controller so we can do like hand tracking. Because uh, I think that it's going to be a long time before people want to really invest in something like an Oculus, really go in just full under the surface of the water uh, with augmented reality or VR. And I think that's a good way for people to say, well, what the hell? I, I, this it says, on, I, it says on the box here that this phone is compatible with Google VR. How much does that cost? hundred bucks? Okay, let's try it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the one issue for me is like I think they they got the implementation pretty right. It's pretty comfortable. It sits nicely on your head. Um, the refresh rate is is pretty good. I mean, the resolutions is as, as good as you can kind of expect it to be with the the current mobile handsets, um, but for me they just haven't given consumers a compelling reason to rush out and buy one there's no you know how with the nintendo switch right the killer app is you know zelda breath of the wild like apparently they've sold more copies of that than the actual switch like itself which is a supply issue and whatever else but i don't feel like daydream has that same thing where you show something to someone and they're like ah i absolutely must have this thing and i'm gonna go and buy it right now and here here's my hundred dollars just like you can't get it out of my wallet fast enough I, i don't feel like we're there yet and considering the amount of engineering resources that Google has put behind this I, I hope they get there like it'd be good this year to to have something like that. It's just the one killer thing that you're like you got to try this 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 will sell you on the whole experience
0: yeah I get the feeling that a lot of these companies they, they don't want to repeat of what happened with multi-touch where suddenly the entire world was doing multi-touch everywhere and they had no plan for it they hadn't really figured it out yet and so the company that did go all in or excuse me had a really good plan early on owned it for two or three years before they could even start to catch up so yeah there's a lot of that going around maybe things will get a little bit better once we see more consumer oriented 3d ca- 3d cameras and 360 degree cameras I'm still waiting we're still waiting to see when uh, samsung is going to ship uh ship the uh gear 360 version 2 or how much it's going to cost i'm still using the one that uh, they gave me and boy it's just a lot of fun and so I just – it's its usually – it's small enough that it's usually in my pocket if I, if I have any cargo whatsoever uh, with me. And the number of times where I've just simply found myself in an interesting place where I kind of think that I would like to revisit this place in my old age, it's just so easy <laughs> simply to <laughs> press one button to turn it on, lift it up like I'm – like the Statue of Liberty or something, <laughs> click the button and I've got a picture and I'm moving on with my life. Maybe stuff like that will help it to happen. So – Yeah, uh, yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah, pretty good year. For, good year for hardware, given that you know, given that uh, Google was known for doing nothing with hardware, kind of aggressively saying we're not a hardware company. We just want to give away free software that lets us put our little tendrils deeper
1: into the hearts and nervous systems of humanity. Well, I mean, the the other part of it, Andy, is consider that there hasn't in all those products there hasn't been a critical flaw or even like you know, a half critical flaw. Like it's it's often the case when you launch a brand new product, especially version one of something that you, you screw something up, you know, six months into it, you find out, oh, we didn't solder this onto this thing properly. And <laughs> well, that's a problem. But Or the, the device Pixel, is catching fire. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> <laughs> the Pixel, the Wi-Fi, the home, the Chromecast, the daydream view. I haven't seen any reports of, of any sort of widespread, you know, hardware problems. That there, There's obviously a few things, you know, Stuff goes wrong with hardware all the time. That's just the nature of hardware. But I haven't—I don't know if you have—but I haven't seen any widespread problems with with any of these things.
0: Uh, at, at least within the case of the Pixel, maybe it's just that they have not shipped enough of these <laughs> devices to catch up with the law of averages. <laughs> if there's if there's like a one in ten thousand chance they're going to ship something with, maybe that's why they're not. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's Smart not. Why, that's Smart. why they're saying we we can't ship more than nine thousand seven hundred and twelve because our data says that. If we got a 1 in 9,713 chance that something is going to simply fragment,
1: explode like a grenade. <laughs> we, we figured out the, the supply constraint thing. It's it's We've solved it, Andy. This is it. They know that if they ship too many, they're going to fail. So genius, Google. Absolute genius. I, I will tell you, Andy, there is there is one other thing that is genius. If you're um, someone looking for a job, then our next sponsor is for you, Indeed Prime. This episode is brought to you by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps software engineers land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity up front, and the average salary offer for software engineers is $125,000. Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, there's no strings attached. Um, and if you invite your friends to Indeed Prime, they'll give you two hundred dollars when you get con- uh, contacted by a company, and two thousand dollars when they, your friend accepts the job through Prime. So start referring people now. Indeed.com/prime/referral is the place you want to go. And we want to thank Indeed Prime for sponsoring this show and Relay FM. Thank you
0: very much. Now, we've got some uh, other hardware news, but this is not a Google or even Android-compatible or Chrome-compatible piece of hardware, but it does affect anybody who's interested in Google, whether you want them to succeed or whether you're hoping for them to fail. Uh, Microsoft had a huge press event today to announce Windows 10 S and a whole bunch of new laptops, and there's, they could not have been more clear that they are annoyed that so many schools are tossing out everything and replacing it with Chromebooks and Chrome OS and Google Docs apps. And boy, this is, it's scary. How Remember how we used to joke about how Microsoft, oh, they're so old and they're so stodgy and they don't understand how the modern world works. And now they're like, oh, they didn't, they didn't just decide to like launch missiles haphazardly at Mountain View. They sent like a six person commando team just to go in to put one like, eight ounce charge at the one place in the ventilation system that will cause the entire facility to blow up. Uh, the whole point of this is to let's give schools no reason to even want to have, uh, Chromebooks in their, in their schools. Uh, windows 10 S is, is windows just like everything else. Windows 10 is, uh, that's with a couple of critical differences. It can only get its apps from the windows app store. That's one thing that, uh, Schools are going to like because it means that kids cannot get their get their apps from non-approved places. Uh, it it also has a bunch of optimizations to take advantage of Windows 10s laptops and hardware. So you lift up the lid and it's active in about two or three seconds. You don't have to we don't have to wait for anything. Uh, you, and if you want, you can upgrade to Windows 10 Pro and get the entire version of Windows 10. So run apps from everywhere, run like Windows 7 style desktop apps, get apps from uh, non-app store sources. You can't. Uh, they'll cost you 49 bucks, and you can't downgrade to Windows 10 S after that. Uh, and I, I knew that. I knew how many partners they had gotten on board. When as soon as all these manufacturers were able to make their announcements, my inbox just got flooded. Uh, <laughs> And and again, there's, these are all computers that are laser focused on making people think, well, why on earth would we buy Chromebooks for our school system when we can buy for the same amount of money about 300 bucks from major manufacturers? A- Acer's the one that stood out of all the pile for me was uh, one from Acer. I think the cost is $299.00. Uh, windows 10 s but uh, they were making a big big point about how uh, not only is it a nice machine not only does it have that yoga sort of layout where you can uh, you, you imagine how well this would work in schools as well, as well as, as you like uh, like to use it personally where yes you can have it as a laptop but you can also fold it in, in a little tent shape and it becomes like a video viewer or you can fold it 180 degrees uh. uh no that would be 360 degrees and use it as a tablet because it has a touchscreen and a full HD screen uh, but also the the has a, a chiclet keyboard and right in the press release they're saying there's also a gutter system around the keyboard that can accept and they were very specific about this 11 ounces of spills without any incident whatsoever <laughs> so it's like but most cans of soda are 12 ounces is that significant <laughs> they're saying that don't don't let the if you can grab the can before that last ounce gets into the channels we can't take the whole can of diet Pepsi but the <laughs> but anything one sip if you take one sip and then spill it or maybe that was maybe that was where the cost cutting kind of comes they figure that look if it's full then it's probably they just Got out of the vending machine. They put it next door. But what you do when you if you open it, the first thing you do is you take a sip, and that's an ounce gone right there. So let's save some money on unit costs and make it only good for eleven ounces. But uh, but and, <laughs> and their whole and their whole line of these things, and just again the 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 positive the positive thing about Windows is that everybody can go their own way with it, and so it's even for people like me who uses a, an iPad as their main leaving the house device. I see a lot of these two hundred dollar, three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar Windows S notebooks, and think that that could do the job very nicely. Uh, and on top of that, they also uh, introduced a premium, uh, a premium notebook, uh, kind of like how uh, when Google announced the Chromebooks for real, uh, they had the Chromebook Pixel for like was was it thirteen hundred dollars? Uh, but this is a nine hundred ninety nine dollars starting at uh, starting price uh, premium notebook, aluminum bo- aluminum chassis, <laughs> t- uh, touchscreen, uh, runs off a of Google uh, excuse me an Intel iPhone or i7 cpu up to i think 512 gigabytes of internal storage 16 gigs of uh, of ram really with this one they were trying to say to maybe if you're thinking about getting an i a macbook air that hasn't been updated in two or three years you want something from made from us that is nicer <laughs> and it's got the it's got the same like sort of like Fabricy sort of coating on the front of it to make it like cuddly almost, and we got bet- we got better battery life, and you'll get a year's worth of Office 365 with
1: it. And uh, this yeah, is, this is this, this is, is big. Such, it was such a great event. Yeah, and the thing about this Andy is it. It really surprised me the way Chromebooks took off. Like I, I wrote them off initially. You know, we used to have um, netbooks. I don't know if you remember those, the crappy little laptops that were sometimes good, sometimes not. And the Chromebook came out and I was like, yeah, what is this going to do? And it turns out it blew up in education. You know, it's one of the most successful sort of education products, especially in the US at the moment. And Apple's response so far from what we can see is we made the iPad cheaper and we made Swift Playgrounds. Like it's not a great response if I'm honest. Like they're, they're not going to claw back at a lot of ground with that. And to see Microsoft, you know, launch this kind of offensive is amazing because they they're directly going, like you said, directly going after everything the Chromebook is. Like cheap, yep, got you there. Like simplified, yep, got you there. I'm sure they have a whole bunch of remote um you know management stuff that Microsoft has traditionally been sort of very good at. And the whole idea of the lockdown OS that, you know, kids can't mess with too much and they can only get their apps from the store. And I think this is genius as well. They also bundle in Minecraft Education Edition. And I know yeah. I don't know if you're older, you're like, oh, whatever, Minecraft was three years ago. But for young kids, Minecraft is still a big deal, you know. And to to bundle that in with the Office 365 and everything else, I think it's genius. Like this this has some serious potential to to sort of dent the Chromebook market. I think if you're inside Google, you know, working on the Chromebooks team, you look at the iPad and you're like, yeah, maybe a threat, you know, maybe not, not super worried about that. But you look at this and you're like, ooh, like this is interesting. All the same hardware manufacturing partners that we have currently are also going to make these because they're not, you know, loyal to us in any sense. They want to make profits, you know, wherever they can. And, you know, someone like a, an Asus or an Acer will happily sell you a Chromebook or a Windows machine. They don't care. Like as long as they're making, you know, they're, they're cut off both. So, yeah, this is really interesting. And i got to say that premium yeah. notebook, Andy, I have no reason to buy it whatsoever. I don't need it for anything, but I'm like, ooh. That is a nice yes. laptop. <laughs> just just an hour and a half ago, I was like,
0: again, I've got a. Oh, be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the configurator just to figure out like what the what the cost is when it's going to ship and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, of course, for the i7 and the 512, eighteen hundred dollars, I can buy a MacBook Pro. I, if they if they Apple were still making an actual MacBook Pro Pro version of the MacBook Pro, it's like yeah, but. You know what? I can get a hundred and twenty-eight gigabyte version with an i5 processor for nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. And it's I you know, I keep I could review it and I could, <laughs> you know, talk about it. And I've been I've been thinking about how maybe the next time I buy a 2000 dollars notebook is gonna have to run Windows. Why don't I spend the next year using Windows, even in a small version of it? And because it's it is a cool, cool hungaga machine. It's it's something that I think uh, uh, Microsoft has done so many things so well, with the exception of you know launching a smartphone platform. So we'll, we yeah. can make fun of them for that. But they've they've it's brilliant what they've done just with the Surface nameplate. That uh, yes, they're Acer's and they're great, and they're Dell's, they're great, HP's, they're great, ASOS, they're great. We will, however, create this sort of. Boutique, almost nameplate. That this is a Microsoft Surface device, which means that it might not necessarily. If uh, may- the world would come grinding to a halt, maybe if every single computer, if we were like Apple and this is the only place you could get a Windows machine. But as an uh, as a way of uh, as a way of s- uh, telling the entire rest of the consumers and the rest of the industry, if we ourselves were to create what we think is a wonderful notebook to show off how great Windows is, this is what we would make. And also, if we were to create if we if we were to decide that the uh, education and even uh vertical markets need a a notebook that has uh, that's been targeted towards specific needs, uh, we will also create a flavor of Windows that works great with it. I mean, the, it's, we, we've only scratched the surface of what Windows 10 S does. There's also uh, one of the reasons why there's so many school systems that were so excited about the iPad because, hey, look, it's cool. Hey, look, it's, it's Apple. Hey, look. Uh, they've got these, they, we, we can build textbooks with their new textbook editor, and we've got the Swift Playgrounds, And but then you buy them and there's no easy way to administer them, and there's no way to easy way to set them up uh, uh, we don't, you don't get anywhere near the tools that the Chromebooks have uh, or even Windows has. And one of the features of Windows 10 S is that you can create a, <laughs> essentially a USB key that if, if you if you have a turnover of, of class, so you've got the morning class, you can spend a few minutes setting up this pile of notebooks for the kids who are coming into this class, uh, maybe not necessarily in one minute or two. I think they they said uh, TechCrunch had a rundown of it. I didn't go to the event because uh, today's my <laughs> (laughs) Button in chair podcasting day. Uh, And and also, there wasn't any good shows on Broadway I wanted to see tonight. Anyway, uh, but yeah, (laughs) but but they're saying that, yeah, you just plug in this USB key, and in 30 seconds, it's been reconfigured for this new user with their login, their content, their everything. And it's like, oh, man. It's like Apple has no answer to that whatsoever. Google has the answer that yes but we still we're still giving you all these wonderful uh, administrative tools not only for system administrators but also for teachers uh and also we' we'll, you have Google docs and it's something that people can carry from them from uh, from the home to uh to the school even if they don't take the hardware from home to school it's going to be a really interesting <laughs> interesting uh I don't even I don't know if I want to call it a fight between these two but wow I think that's I think they've, the biggest gift whatsoever is that now schools have <laughs> the ability to like go back to Google and say okay <laughs> now Microsoft is offering us this alternative that seems to do a lot of things we would like. Are you interested in either A, giving us a better deal on our hardware or B, adding the features we've been asking you for that Microsoft had listened to us in the focus group last year and has given us? That's how you really get people sucking up to teachers to make things that are – let them uh, – let students be better students and teachers be better teachers. and
1: that, that's That's a huge, huge good thing. Yeah, it is. I think the fact that they're directly in competition, and the fact that both companies, you know, seem fairly responsive to the needs of education, that neither of them seem like the kind of company that like we'll tell you what's best for you, and we'll roll it out when we're damn near ready. Like they, they both seem really eager to to take this market and do whatever it takes. So I think if you're, you know, in the education space, and I know it's not easy with funding, you know, trying to get these or trying to get parents to buy these. I'm not trying to suggest that it's simple in any sense of the word, but you know options are good and if you can play you know these different vendors off against each other and find the one that's best for you then that's that's a good thing
0: yeah, I keep I keep thinking about that old line from The West Wing, in which they're debating about uh, some. They're in the Situation Room, and that's, uh, the the uh, Chief of Staff and the National Security Advisor for President Bartlett are have a difference of opinion on whether a certain certain things they picked up on the uh, on satellite imagery is this army actually on the move and doing something terrible, or whether they're just being you know goofs. <laughs> and they say, well, the, the National Security advisor is saying, Sir, we have good they they've mobilized, they've they in, in the past eighteen hours they've shifted these tanks, these and the chief of staff says, They they can't even find their find their car keys in eighteen minutes, this army. <laughs> the National security side the National Security Advisor says, Mr. President, look at look at the imagery. They found their character. They got the, they found the keys. <laughs> that's what, that's what I keep thinking about. Every time uh, Microsoft comes out with a new announcement, it's like, is it? Remember when, it, let's be nostalgic for the days. And we said, oh gosh, isn't, isn't Windows so many steps behind Mac and oh God, isn't it amusing that they just can't make a mobile operating system and it's like, oh, <laughs> and now here I am thinking that maybe I should buy a laptop I don't really need because I just want to
1: own this. It yeah. will make me happy. Yeah. Whatever
0: parts of my life are sad will be made
1: happy by owning this new laptop. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I think we should start a Microsoft podcast because the amount of stuff they've been doing right recently, and this this probably directly affects me, has nothing to do with the show, but I feel like a lot of, you know, developers and professionals at the moment are really angry at Apple. They're like, you know, what what is this touch bar thing? And what is what is the price yeah. going up? And what is this and what is that? And meanwhile, Microsoft's like, oh, Oh, professionals need solutions and they have their, you know, their fancy lay down surface, whatever it's called with the, you know, all these dongles and things. And it's a really, like I played with it in the Microsoft store. It is a really nice piece of kit. And they just keep coming out with more and more hardware. They're like, oh, you know, we have, we have Photoshop. We have all the other professional apps on, on Windows. You know, what else we have is this really fancy hardware that we think you'd, you'd be interested in. And I'm just looking at it going, oh, like all the interesting stuff is coming from from that side of the fence.
0: And plus, they have what eighty three percent of the desktops in the entire world. That's that's another that's another plus. (laughs) Having having a quarter having a uh, Apple now has a quarter trillion dollars in cash. That's nice too. That's not that's not a negative. But when you start from the position of every person who wants a laptop, they have to be talked into getting a Mac or talked into getting what Google hopes people will
1: think of as an Android notebook. Whereas they already have
0: one of mine, and it's nice. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're,
1: they're pragmatic as well. So the, the other day I upgraded my Windows machine and I had some kind of problem with this new Creators Update and it was so easy to roll back, Andy. I, I'm used to the Apple ecosystem and they're like, roll back. Good, good luck with that. Um, it just pressed one button and 10 minutes later I was back to the exact previous installation. I'm like, whoa. Like They're very pragmatic about that stuff. But we should probably stop talking Microsoft before we get the uh, the angry emails. We'll, well, we'll steer this back to
0: Android by saying that yeah, Chromebooks not screwed, but they can from the f- they can see screwed coming from the next hill over. So maybe <laughs> they, if they don't want to get screwed, they should find higher ground, or again, start making artillery and can- start start sucking up to teachers harder than they've ever sucked up <laughs> before. Uh, or pro- I think we're about out of time, but there's one thing I had to mention. Uh, thanks to uh, Android Police, uh, they there was a new version of the stock Android phone app that was deployed. You're not going to notice any new features uh, in it uh, that are user features, but uh, just as a as a matter of form, they did a teardown uh, of the APK uh, just to see like what's what infrastructure, what groundwork seems to be laid in for uh, for Android O. And there are a few cool things in there. Uh, the thing that really caught my attention was uh, the notifications are going to be super enhanced with uh, O. And it looks like uh, they have have uh, the APK for the new phone app Distinguishes notifications for incoming calls separate from ongoing calls, missed calls, voicemails, external calls, and another category called potpourri. No, it's called miscellaneous, but it should be called potpourri because I'm old. I remember Jeopardy when it was in syndication, and potpourri was always a category. But yeah, the idea of I don't, not only being able to choose to turn off notif- you never want to turn off notifications from the phone app, but I, j- I don't want to be told that there is a call coming in. Just tell me after the call is over that something has happened or Tell me that. Don't tell me unless you need to tell me that there is a voicemail waiting for me that I want to pick up because there is no way. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm busy today. There's no way I'm going to actually answer the phone. That uh, looks like cool stuff. The the thing that was <laughs> that caught Android Police's attention and definitely caught my attention uh, amongst the user interface, like the graphic assets, there is a really good photo of a doggy arm and like reaching out. And there's a really <laughs> cool detailed photo of a kitty arm, a kitty arm reaching out not the rest of the dog or the cat just these arms and boy that's like if we had started off with this topic we would now be wrapping up and say oh i'm sorry we couldn't talk about uh the <laughs> new announcements from microsoft or how the some changes in the in the executive staff we would be t- speculating why are there doggy and kitty arms in this in this build Oh, what, like if, if you were a developer, are there – maybe is that a requirement for like the Play Store? Do you now have to put a doggy arm and a kitty arm and
1: in, in, in pocket – excuse me. and oh, Sorry. <laughs> you see this a lot from developers, Andy, especially of launcher apps. They see, uh, they see rumors about Google doing something and app developers are the same. They see rumors about interface design changes and they're like, oh we need to move on this. So this is the thing we need to move on now with this. We've got this high resolution image of a dog paw and a cat paw and the rest of the arm, if that's what it's called or leg. Do cats have legs. I guess they got legs. Um, and it's on a transparent background, so you're like, ooh, the things we could do with this, Andy, the things we could do. Like you could potentially imagine instead of, um, you know, when you press the back button, instead of just getting the animation where your thing disappears, you could have the cat paw or the dog paw, like swipe it away. You could have it rip stuff off your screen, you know, when a notification comes up, you're like, no, you're like send the cat after that. And the feature I'm imagining here, Andy, is we have a bank here in Australia, um, ANZ, and they have this marketing thing they call the Falcon, which is the this it's literally a falcon bird that goes after you know credit card fraud and that sort of thing and they have these funny ads where the falcon actually attacks you know people trying to steal your credit card or whatever i think you know we could have the cat and the dog and they could you know provide critical security infrastructure or something like that so that you know when malware tries to install itself the cat can just swat it away i think there's marketing opportunities here andy Mm. yeah
0: the the dog would attack the attack it would Terribly to shreds out of loyalty, the cat would harbor a long-standing resentment <laughs> that would be kind of emotionally devastating once they realize, oh, the cat never trusted me, never liked me to begin with. He was just like he just pretended to like me because he liked getting his belly rubbed. I've
1: never felt so used in my life. I know there could be a subgame here where if you don't feed the cat often enough, then you know terrible things happen to you. Whereas the dog's probably going to stay loyal to his his dying day. You know if you don't feed him on your phone, so it's it's that whole you know the the life thing going on in there with the, with your pets or, or yeah
0: i don't know maybe or maybe it's like a, a locational awareness where if it knows that you're using the phone on the toilet it will sort of like give you the thing where like this paw just just like occasionally a paw will like dart out from underneath the, the door because it knows you're in there and wants to remind you that it's there so from the notifications drawer or something Ooh, but, oh, I like that. Toilet mode. We should we should get this over to Google HQ before it's too late. You know, they can still my s- ship this God, into oh, my, no. my talents are being wasted outside of Google headquarters. That's a, it's a
1: darn shame for everybody. I like <laughs> that, though. You spent too long in an app and this poor just like, meow, meow, <laughs> comes up just to let you know, like, I know you're in there. It's time to get out of this app.
0: Now, see, now they're gonna, or, or maybe they just did that because I know that Google I/O is coming up and they just wanted to screw with people. I don't know.
1: <laughs> they're gonna waste thousands of developer hours trying to, you know, <laughs> claw into the, this this subject and figure out what's going on. Well, it's also, <laughs> well, it's also like each of
0: these images is like a two point four gigabyte high resolution uncompressed TIFF, and they just <laughs> want to screw over people. Said, "All right, fine. You thought you'd do okay with a thirty two gigabyte storage phone, fine." fine maybe maybe next time you'll wonder about you know maybe giving
1: us a little extra scratch for the 64 gig <laughs> it's like um I want you to try this if you have Mac OS go and try and delete the chess app I'm sure these images are the same it's like you can't delete this this is important system function like we, we need these two pictures
0: yeah, that's that's I wish I, uh, there I've got a long list of things that if I if I ever realized that I've bumped into Tim Cook and he's just come out of like some sort of like dental surgery and he's full of like sodium pentothal like okay which of these 213 questions that he will answer truthfully because he's under the influence of a mind-altering drug am I going to ask him one of them is why there's so there's something stupid you did not plan ahead for that is in the chess app that is required (laughs) or it's it's some sort of thing where it's if the chess app is removed some sort of security checksum fails and it thinks that the system has no integrity and you realize that there is no easy way to fix this because you were you, you were collectively drunk in 1999 and it was still i just that's just Darn, it's darn strange, Tim. I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's it's a darn strange
1: move. It's like playing Jenga, Andy. You pull the wrong piece, and the entire operating system comes comes crashing <laughs> down. Well, we'll leave all of you with that to ponder. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually, we want to know. Send it to us, Twitter and email. Yeah, what, you, what do you think the cat and dog pulls are for?
0: Yeah, if you were or even better, if you were a developer and you and you were informed that at no like binary cost to you, there were going to be these two system resources in the form (laughs) of a doggy arm and a kitty arm with transparent background, what feature would you add? Or let's let's say that you were one of the directors of a company that makes one of the most popular podcasting apps. How should Russell uh, and his t- and and his friends incorporate the doggy paw and the kitty paw into the next version of that popular podcast app to enhance, not necessarily the function of the program, but make you think that I want to send these people another four dollars because that 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 amused me greatly. I l- I like that idea, Andy. <laughs> Russell, remind us all where people can see more of the elegance and the sophistication of Russell Ivanovich.
1: Oh, it's no charm anymore. Fine. Uh, Twitter
0: dot slash rusty shelf. I've is, been talking to you for an hour. It rubs <laughs> off. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's two
1: ways. And uh, yes, indeed. Tw- Twitter dot com slash rusty shelf is where you find me. And if you have some brilliant ideas, I can steal for free to you know market my app even better. Then cat and dog paws. I'm all for it. By the way, it's all my IP. Once you send it to me, I just want to make that clear. Ooh, I just I just had an idea. I just had an idea that I want. We there's enough
0: time. Google I/O is when two or three weeks. Uh, two three weeks. weeks. away, Yeah. Two weeks. Okay. So there's enough time to have like, uh, let's say two foot, maybe even two and a half foot long, like versions of these images printed out and cut onto like foam core <laughs> so that like, dur- so that like, and like make like a couple hundred of them secretly like pass them out to other developers before the keynote. And so everybody who's had been rehearsing their, their part of the Google IO keynote for like four weeks are discombobulated because suddenly they're like
1: kitty arms and doggy arms waving from the crowd. Oh, yes, Andy. Look, if you work for some kind of VC-funded startup and you just have millions of dollars to burn, um, yeah, we're we're happy to partner with you on this idea. We need at least 100 cat paws and 100 dog paws. I think this is why Indiegogo was was (laughs) created. Now, if you
0: have, even after listening to us for an hour, you still want to get more of me, uh, you have to spell my last name. I'm uh, Anatko on Twitter. I'm Anatko on Instagram, uh, and also I'm at anatko.com for my blog and stuff like that. And you can see the stuff I write for pay at suntimes.com, the Chicago Sun Times website. That's it for this week. Thanks for putting up with all of us. hope you have a great week. See you next time. And until then, remember that all else is immaterial.